The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wraith of Record podcast, episode 52. Yay! Yes, Yay! no more Wait, odd my numbers. God, we've been doing this for a year. Like, like literally. Yeah, 52. if you counted, like, every week we do an episode, yeah. like, consecutively, then yes, this would be the one yeah. year. And also, I, I have to know, that's the first time I've heard you applaud and Zoom has not cut out your audio. Yes, yes. It was actually full clapping, like, you're actually present for the entire moment. Yay! Maybe I should stop yelling and being extra, just extra. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you'll need some sort of like, um, like rehab for that kind of thing. You know, just it's just kind of the person you are now. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't before, and then like one or two people accepted it, and then I just ran with it. And uh oh. Oh no! Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stage a full on intervention. Oh shit! So Don't. your addicts for the day are Chris and uh, S- Savannah, who again is going through an existential crisis. Excellent. So you're addicted to existential oh, crises. Is it crises if it's more than one? I mean, I would imagine so. It's all these weird plural words, but mm. I never know how to pronounce any of them. I don't even know how to talk, speak English. <laughs> Listen to me, like, stumble through that entire sentence. I can't do anything. Trap. But anyways, I got to make sure I don't completely lose my touch on the language, <laughs> so I better just keep talking, I guess, because practice makes perfect. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Rake of the Record podcast today for episode 52. We sure hope that you have a good time watching what we do here, listening to what we do here, being part of the community and everything like that. So make sure you hit like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow. All of those things will make you a part of our community. We want you to be part of our community right here in our hearts. Uh, mm-hmm. For the audio viewers, I'm making the heart symbol over my chest. Yeah, you know, because that's where the heart is. But yes, we want you to be a part of our community, so by all means all of those things truly help especially over in the audio world you leave those positive ratings five-star reviews more people like you can find us so please make sure you're doing that over if you're over on apple spotify deezer iHeartRadio. uh there's like a billion other places there's actually places i'm not even aware of that we're popping up now so hey that's Ooh, good more exposure yeah. in random places yeah more chances for quests because i want them yes many more. many very much requests please yes yes thank you those are and, fun to do. You know, they are. They, well, they, they can be. I mean, yes. <laughs> that's the very first true. one we've ever done. <laughs> that is true. They can be. And also, too, over on YouTube, if you're watching this right now, you can see our faces. Hello. I just waved oh. at the camera. for Again, for the audio listeners, you can't see it, but maybe you should if you go to YouTube. Hit mm-hmm. that subscribe button because until we get there, I'm going to keep saying it. When we hit 100 subscribers, which, damn, we are close. We're 14 away by the time we're recording this. Oof. We will start giving away free records, one a month for every month that we are over 100 subscribers. An album they've heard on the show, and so far there's going to be 52 of them to choose from. So, hey, you might win some free, awesome music out of it. All you got to do, hit that subscribe button and stay subscribed. Yeah, I'm right. See, t- tell me that's complicated. And if it is, I mean, I can help walk you through it. I'll even just give me your access to your, your YouTube account. I'll subscribe for you <laughs> and like every single video as well. But just make sure all of your passwords are saved just to make it easier, you know, just to help us out. I will not take advantage of your YouTube account. I'll only spam like rate the record. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But hey, those are all free ways to support the show, and that's the easiest thing you can do. But if you want to dig a little deeper into that that big old pocket of yours and 
financially help out the show, you can do that. Completely optional, but it is there. Kofi.com slash rate the record. You'll become part of the RTR Club. $5 a month will get you your name on the thank you card, a shout out in the episode. We will give do start doing exclusive, exclusive content, which I'm still trying to work out uh, a big mistake I made with one of the bonus videos. Oops. <laughs> but hey, that's actually going to go up really soon because I think I've got it figured out. Nice. And of course, do you got music? You want us to check out one of your songs? We will rank it and rate it exclusively over on Kofi.com yes. slash rate the record. But guess what? That and our social media pages can all be found over on ratetherecord.ca. So visit today and just follow along wherever. Yes. I have nothing to add because that covered absolutely everything. Well, you could have also said that at least over on Instagram at Rate the Record Podcast. Start posting a lot of memes now. That's right. We're becoming a (laughs) shit posting account. So by all means, follow us along over there. Oh, my God. Just the ones that I've seen because you are the meme lord here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, They're they're incredibly accurate and um, to to maybe a hurtful degree. (laughs) Like you read it going, okay, the true, true. Yeah, most of them have to do with the show. Some of them are straight musical, but most (laughs) have to do with the show itself. And just how bad we are at our jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how things work If this was actually my job, I would have been fired 51 episodes ago. So I thank you. Well, and I always threaten you that. I still threaten you all the time that you're on thin ice and you're still technically there. I mean, like you're crossing a very long lake of very thin ice. So just tread lightly. Okay, Heisenberg. Yeah, uh, I feel I feel like I just got my like six month review, and I just walk away going, "I'm gonna quit this job." Yeah, this is your <laughs> second write up. You have one more to go. Oh shit! Smart, That's... not Missy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, you're listening to us banter and go on while you're trying to actually want you want to hear things about music. That's fine. So that yes. means you're first off, if you've been here before, you already know that we do this. So welcome back, and hey, we're glad that you came back for another round of banter and the occasional talk of an album. <laughs> But hey, if you're new here, well, this is new to you. Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your steak. Trust me, we do eventually talk about music. It's coming up in just a moment. <laughs> but just uh, just to get you caught up, you probably don't know what we do here. So each week, Savannah and I, we will review an album. Rate the record! There, I beat you two this time. We will talk about an album. <laughs> Front to back, doesn't matter. It'll be completely random. It could be uh, an anniversary album like we just did uh, last week for Alice in Chains' uh, 30th anniversary of Dirt. Or sometimes we get requests. So hey, send in requests. Those are fantastic for Regardless, we will listen to the album, discuss it from the back, we rate the songs, and then we rate, rate the, the record. record. I wasn't going to try and beat you because I was going to say, no, I ain't fucking around today. But you were fucking around today. so Because you did it early last week, so I had to jump the gun. So I'm on thin ice because you're doing stuff like that. You're like that coworker that doesn't do his job, but does it just well enough that people look at me going, why isn't she doing her job like Chris over there? Chris is doing great. Meanwhile, you're sitting there just laughing to yourself. I like to think of myself as a power hungry boss (laughs) where where I'm just always threatening your job. It's like, you know, this, you could see this as a revolving door, door job. That's fine because you can leave that door and I'll bring in someone else. You know what? At least you're honest about it. I've worked for a couple who definitely were not as self-aware. So I guess that's good. <laughs> uh, I guess we can only, I mean, 52 episodes later, I guess you can just kind of uh, do a retrospect of how good I am at this. <laughs> oh my God. Well, speaking of, let's move on. Yeah, exactly. We do have an album to talk about. And today for episode 52, we are covering Mr. Steven Wilson with his ah! album, Hand Cannot Erase. If that name sounds at all familiar, it's because all the way back on episode 8, we covered, what's that on your shirt there? Oh, it's porcupine, porcupine tree. Porcupine tree. I promise I'm not trying to get people to look at your chest. It's porcupine tree that we covered Whatever back in episode 8. Him. 
Their their uh we their album what Dead Wing I believe it was called. Yeah. We looked at that. Not not a bad album at all. I actually really enjoyed it. Never heard Porcupine Tree prior to that. So today it is just Stephen Wilson, lead singer, now solo artist, uh, covering this. And I guess if anyone knows more about him, it's definitely you, Savannah. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about it? I mean, out of the both of us, yes, that is accurate. Um, Now, since I've already introduced Porcupine Tree up until Dead Wing, which was released in 2005, uh, I'm just going to skip ahead a decade and only talk about this record. Now, Hands Cannot Erase is Stephen Wilson's fourth solo record. It was released on February 27th, 2015, recorded in London and L.A. It was produced by Stephen Wilson. Um, I didn't see any other credit but to him, so I'm assuming it was done solely and was released on K-Scope Records. This album's concept is inspired by the story of Joyce Carol Vincent, a woman who passed away in her apartment and no one misses her for two years despite having family and friends. I've heard now, of those in- types of incidents. That's really sad and creepy. Now I'm just going to read a, uh, a little snippet of uh, what he said about the album. The basic story or concept of the record, it's about a woman growing up who goes to live in the city, very isolated, and she disappears one day and no one notices. There's more to it than that. Now, what's really interesting about this story is that your initial reaction when you hear a story like this is a little old bag lady that no one notices, no one cares about. She wasn't like that. She was young. She was popular. She was attractive. She had many friends. She had family. But for whatever reason, nobody missed her for three years. That just thinking about that, like, makes me so anxious that, like, something like that might happen to me. Here, here's the weird back and forth I've had about that in my head, because again, I've heard stories like that, especially like with older people, though. Yeah. It seems though those who are like better off and healthier state of mind and like are usually pretty chipper about things, people are less likely to check up on you because they're just assuming yeah. that you're doing things. But if you're in like a poor mental health state and everything like that, people are more likely to check up on you. So at yeah. the very least, don't ever worry. You won't be gone for more than a couple of days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the positive way of looking oh, at it. Damn. Yeah, that's just that's. But that's also your cats, if it, we're talking about you specifically, at least your cats would eat you. Well, I do love them that much. Well, you Uh, wouldn't have a choice. (laughs) Hand Cannot Erase peaked at 39 on the Billboard 200, but hit number one on the UK Rock Albums Chart. Metacritic gave the record 89 out of 100. All Music gave it 4.5 out of 5. And and The Guardian gave it five stars, calling it a smart, soulful, and immersive work of art. Uh, the, the word art there, I can understand because I, I think at some point in my review, I described this as, I, I, I don't, I'm not giving away anything about the album right now, but I will say at one yeah. point I said, I said, it sounds like pretentious art rock or art pop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, before but, we get too far into it, unfortunately, I finally have things. I have things. I have a shirt that excellent COVID 20, uh, kind of got to me and the shirt no longer fits, but it does Hey, welcome matter. to the club. <laughs> And I have the CD. Do not have the record, but I do have the CD. So, 2015. I wonder if they would have released yeah. a vinyl for it. Uh, knowing Stephen Wilson, more than likely. Um, if I do have it, I don't know where it is, but uh, it took me forever to find this. So, didn't could be anywhere. Re- didn't he recently say some like pretentious things about like young people and not enjoying music like they used to when they were like when he they were his age? 
Yes. Um, he tends to have some pretentious takes. Yes. He looks like a. In, well, see, uh, I've seen pictures of him in the studio where he's just like barefoot too. I'm like, are oh, you one of those? Oh yeah. Guys. Oh yeah. He. I've never seen him perform with shoes, and I've seen Porcupine Tree and Stephen Wilson maybe a dozen times, and he always uh, performs barefoot. It just reminds. I, go ahead. I just can't imagine stepping on the uh, the pedal little knobs with your like. I just imagine it going between my toes. I, I imagine that his feet are so callous that it sounds like clacky heels <laughs> when he's walking across the floor. Like cat claws on like the kitchen that's, wood floor. That's disgusting. Well, I mean, he if he doesn't wear shoes, it just reminds me of that one picture of uh, Shannon Hoon where he's got his feet sticking up to the camera and like all super dirty bottom of the feet, and he's just yeah. like smiling. I'm just like, some foot fetish person out there is yeah. digging this right now. Oh yeah, Blah. dirty, gross. Yeah, you're a dirty boy. Anyway, Shannon Hoon's dead, so yeah. we have to talk about someone who's alive, <laughs> Stephen Wilson. Yes. And we have to talk about his album Man Canandi Ray. So let's get into this now with song number one. Uh, by the way, uh, I guess we should mention this real quick. Yes, uh, the album lists like what ten or eleven songs 11 but we are reviewing there's like combination songs because that's the way spotify had them listed so there's only eight songs we're doing today but all yes. the songs are technically here just some of yeah. them are combined yeah i think it's the instrumentals are lumped in with the first uh, regrets and uh, the regrets songs yeah, yeah yeah first regret three years older etc so just uh if you check it check the um track listing on wikipedia it's under what digital release yeah. that's how that's the one that we're we're listening to and that was also the one on spotify too so that's yeah. why it was like so apparent to us to do it that way yeah already with that said song number one first regret slash three years older you first please i picked the album i'm very curious to hear what you have to say I suppose so um <laughs> you look nervous <laughs> I got a lot. Okay, here's the thing. I have a lot to say about this album, but at the same time, yeah. I don't have a lot to say. Yeah. I, th I, th I think it's th the context of what I have to say is a lot, okay. but not the actual like length of things to say. But uh, The Bitter Old Man comes about me first things first, speaking of okay. being a potential old man like Stephen Wilson. <laughs> the first thing you hear is kids and rain, and the very first thought was like, damn kids, get off my lawn. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like get out of here, and also uh, just keep in mind I wrote all of my review without knowing what the concept of the album was, but knowing yeah. it was a concept album. I don't know if he doesn't know. It. I don't know if he just he can write an individual song. It sounds like he has to write an entire story. He, he, I think he has to write like a theater play or a soundtrack for every single album he does. I think they pitched Dead Wing as a film. I remember well. we. I might have discussed that back on that yeah. episode, and I have not heard anything of the sort since, so I'm Absolutely going to assume not. it's fell through. Yeah. Hey, I mean, Year Zero was supposed to be a miniseries on HBO, and that never went through. Yeah. Ugh. That would be badass. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Overall, though, I, I mean, not overall, I'm kind of breaking this down piece by piece, although I, I'm not going to talk about, like, you know, I like the guitar at this part. I'm not, I, I then, like, two minutes later, the bass, like, you know, a lot of these songs are very long, uh, as we talked about off air, like, Three of these tracks are over 10 minutes long, so it's like over yeah. half an hour of music across three songs. So I'm going to describe like certain portions, maybe certain bits, but it's just going to be like an encompassing kind of like review here. Um, really good piano work in this song, in the album, really. I like, I like all the piano that kind of happens. It's really nice, but it's really yeah. a nice moody start to the album too, so that's pretty cool. And I mean like... The only it immediately got ruined for me when I heard this like synth come in of like it sounded like a sticky tack kind of synth. I don't even know how else to describe it, but it was a weird tone, and I feel like a really poor choice. I'm just like, you're giving me mixed emotions in song one in like the first two minutes. Interesting. 
I cannot place what uh, what you mean by that. I will go back and listen to it. The notes just sound sticky, but... like a synth note. It's like sounds like a like a digital piano, but like sticky. It's it's hard to describe. Interesting. I do agree with uh, like the piano and the keyboards and everything. I find that they're very well placed throughout the the whole album. But uh, I'm gonna have to go listen to what you mean because I have no idea what that that description is. It, like that's the best way I can describe it too. That's okay. kind of like the worst part about it all. Interesting. Um, this, I mean, this is one of those tracks that felt like it had like a lot of adventure to it. Maybe it's the instrumental portion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because there's like a lot of proggy directions for it to go in, and like so, there's a lot to take in at the first bit. So I enjoyed that yeah. much about it. And I mean, the production's super clean overall, and I thought it was like well thought out and mixed well. And that's saying a lot considering when I look back on our Deadwing review, I mentioned how blown out and oddly mixed it was. Uh, so I think he took the hint and things got better on this one. <laughs> maybe maybe there's just less um, less input from others because this is just straight up his thing, which I'm not surprised after Porcupine Tree because they actually started as just him and he wanted to play live. So he assembled a band and then that band was together for, I don't know, 20 years or something. And uh, yeah, so... I, I can just imagine that he's really been into this forever and is just getting better and better because he's released, I think, two two more albums under his name after this one. Oh, okay. So I think I, I haven't really paid as much attention to them, uh, like as much as I would for this show because you're listening to each song multiple times and kind of critically listening to it yeah i'd like to do that with the following records to see if the production got any better but i definitely see what you mean in comparison to 10 years uh 10 years before this album came out exactly lessons learned in that time Hmm. i so the organ jam sort of nearing the I, I don't know if it's near the end of the song maybe i did of, say 9 30 mark because actually we kind of have some notes already i mentioned the organ excellent um it just feels like yes like the band yes um stephen wilson has actually remixed five yes albums so i'm not surprised i guess that makes sense because i actually said it was a very weird mix of russian deep purple <laughs> Yeah. Like without the Same organ, track. it felt like kind of a, a bit of a like a 90s rush jam a bit. Yeah. And then the organ was like pure deep purple to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just like that organ kind of went crazy with it. And the thing is, though, man, this one just kept going. Yeah, it did. 12 minutes and 20 seconds. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, if, I it, truly, if I truly do have ADHD, you, you, you can't do it. You can have a song that long. See, for me, um, I can just play it and then I kind of zone out halfway through and then the song ends and I'm like, oh, that was a great song. Not even knowing that 12 minutes passed. I think it's like a three minute song. And now that you have to be critical about it, you oh have to listen to all 12 minutes and 20 so, seconds. Oh my God. I didn't realize how long, like, I just didn't realize that they were going to, like Spotify was going to lump the songs together. So as I'm listening to them, I'm like, oh my God, I have to sit here for 10 minutes. Like, 
I can sit there and I can watch TV or play video games for hours. If I have to listen to one 10 minute song, I'm like, God, save me. Please. Well, especially when you have to focus so much on it. Cause the, right? the, the best part about music is you don't necessarily have to focus on it. Whereas like TV, you got to pay attention to the plot line, video yeah. games, you got to pay attention to the actions that you're doing and like yeah. what other characters are saying. Whereas music, it's like, you can just have on and do whatever you want, but if you have to focus on it, like you um, better be in the mood for it. Right. And then if you're not, it is just not going to happen. That and sucks. That that says a lot with a 13 and a half minute song coming up on the album. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. It, it, it gets pretty intense, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, if that's all you got. I do. I I just have a blanket statement for the whole album. Uh, the bass. I liked it. I can hear it. I can hear the notes. It doesn't seem like it's taking a back seat. I like it. Well, if it's a prog rock album, then it has to be somewhere prominent. You can't just hide a bass in a prog rock album. Right. And if they do, well, that's it. We're tanking it. <laughs> we will see where our score ends up, huh? <laughs> Song number two, the title track itself, Hand Cannot Erase. I've always liked this one. Um, it is a nice little pop rock ditty. Um, it's just over four minutes. It sometimes like I'm very very familiar with this song and sometimes it feels a lot longer than it is I don't know why that is and it's but, one of the shortest on the album. right yeah and it, it's very well put together I it's definitely marketable I didn't actually see if there were any singles released from this I'm just going to go ahead and say probably not but if there was this would be one of them I if, can not, see that, yeah. if not the only one I think that's why I like it it's very digestible even for someone who's never heard of them or any of his past works or even early porcupine tree was very like psychedelic and crazy and whatever but you listen to this going oh this is I can deal with this um and uh <laughs> The, the lyrics really outline the main character's sort of thoughts and feelings. I think it's not too much that it's too descriptive and irritating, but it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like a diary entry, I guess. Uh-oh, is that lyrical analysis I hear? That thing that we don't so. do on the show? <laughs> I think so. I think a little later on I do make a mention of some of the lyrics, not analyzing them, but just a... Uh, commentary on them same there's one specific <laughs> line that i i didn't i didn't write anything about any lyrics on this album despite the fact like you can kind of get an idea for what's happening although he's still very yeah. cryptic with it in a way yeah uh but the idea is there's one particular line i'm just like what the hell does that mean yeah <laughs> uh we'll get there when we get there though all right but uh I, on the other hand, um, wasn't super hot on the song. I mean, to go from like this, this like kind of long ass proggy jam to this like, yeah, this weird pop rock track. It just, yeah. it like felt strange and out of place. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know. Like even I get thematically it probably fits, but I mean like there's gotta be a better way to transition into something like this. I don't know. Like I, I feel like there can be, yeah. uh, it, it, it picks up a little bit like from that, poppy sound like the first third but unfortunately it's not too much so like i don't know I, just, I had a hard balancing act with this song yeah i i really paid more well i guess the entire time that i've listened to this song i've really just liked the music in it individually i really like the drums i find that the fills are they're they're good accents I, I don't really know how to phrase this other than like 
some of like the drum rolls or the drum fills, like they're, they accent everything. They're not too flashy. Um, the drummer for this album was Marco Miniman, and he actually uh, auditioned to replace Mike Portnoy in Dream Theater. So mm. you can see what kind of, I guess, uh, rep he has if they invited him to, to audition. But uh, yeah, I, I, I really like that. I've noticed that a lot more than anything. And I really like the backing vocals during the chorus because they don't necessarily beef up the main vocals, but they add like a feeling to it, I guess. I suppose, so but I mean, so nothing really feels too full in this album. And that, that yeah. can be problematic at times though to, with me, because like, it's fine if you have something that's like a little more minimal or like a little more subdued yeah. that eventually builds up into something bigger. And like, I feel like a blank save for this album. It's like, it's, it's like, blue balls the album where it's like it's building kind of building kind of plateaus never climaxes yeah so like so, uh, and i felt that in the song too so when you say that it doesn't feel full like in what way because there are just some sustained keyboard notes that really fill any like empty space mine my idea is more or less like a conclusion to like a build up in a way where like you can spend a whole track, but you can spend a 13 minute track building if you want to. Yeah. But the idea is like nothing ever feels resolved. It, like it just kind of just keeps pushing on and on. I get that's probably the narrative of the story, but like, I don't know. No song ever feels like it finishes properly. It feels like it left something out like two or three minutes ago. Okay. And so like, I, I guess my proper terminology for it is like, yeah, like this album feels like, a, like it has a lot of incomplete moments in it. Yeah. Is this how you felt when I shit on the chili peppers? Maybe. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've done that one. So I, like, I, I know that you didn't like it. I know I had to yeah. like convince you why you yeah. should. Oh, I, I want to convince you so bad and be like, but what about this? But I just, I have to understand that not everyone's going to like what I like. Well, it, to be fair, though, I do like how expansive uh, this one does feel with its sound. Like, filling yeah. out the soundscape's a whole different idea to me, and I, okay. it does that sometimes. Like, not all the time. There are still moments where it's, like, still a little sparse, but this one yeah. fills out pretty well. Um, but the, my problem is the whole song as a whole feels kind of cheesy, and I mean, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, written well enough, everything, everything sounds clean, everything sounds great, but I mean, like, it gets a little too painful to listen to before too long. This, to me, sounds like what Collective Stole started to sound like within the last decade, and that's not a good thing. No, it's not. Yes, <laughs> yes, not it is. at all. That's exactly, like... No, it's uh, not a good thing. Oh, God. No, it's not a good thing. Not at all. Yeah. Oh. I, I cannot, uh, I, I, I can't stomach that, the later Collective Stole stuff, and I was just like, God, this song reminds me of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whether or not that spoils my position on the list, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, all right. I got nothing else for that one. That's fine. We'll move on. Song number three, Perfect Life. Um, I enjoyed the instrumentals on this track at the very least. Uh, you have this like very serene start to the song and like an almost industrial style drum loop yeah. that was happening in the background. So that was a cool touch. Not too heavy handed, but it was definitely there. And I obviously took notice. Uh, yeah, but it had a very atmospheric and smooth progression to it. But I mean, like... As soon as that spoken word portion kicked in, it just kind of pulled me out of the moment a little bit. I guess, again, it's telling the story, but we did we need this direct storytelling narrative? Isn't this what the lyrics are for? Like, isn't this what the singing is for? We don't need a storybook here. 
Um, so I did say, and I quote, the spoken word bit at the beginning is effective at pushing along the story without without having to include it in the lyrics. <laughs> because literally, the only lyrics in the song are, we have got the perfect life. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing less. Yeah, but he, he could have done more with the songwriting portion of that. Because at this point, it's just like, oh, you won't understand this song, so let me explain it to you like a dummy. Like, that's what it feels like to me. It feels like you're, you're, you're pulling me out of this. It's like... If you go watch a play and like the narrator's like sitting at the side of the stage and then the spotlight goes on them while the thing's happening, it's like, yeah. and then the actor pulls out the weapon and presents it to the other actor and then the light yeah. goes off the narrator back onto the stage. It's like, don't just just show me what you want or let me hear what you want. Don't fucking read me a book. I feel like because I've I saw this tour right after the album came out. I have a feeling that he keeps that in mind when he's writing it, how it's going to look when he performs it, because they got the big screen. He's too, theater, and he's then, too much of a theater kid. Yes. Um, they're, uh, I, I'm pretty sure the album, if not the majority of it, is also released on DVD. But um, they, they, they've got the whole screen on the back and like all of these videos and everything. And this one is just like, to me, having seen it, it's one of those sort of transitional tracks where I'm watching the screen and then I kind of hear the sort of atmospheric, just, just waiting for the next song to start where I don't really take this as a song itself, but more as a bridge from the last one to the next one. I don't know. It, it bothers me a bit. And yeah. but to be fair, like, it, it's going to sound hypocritical because it doesn't always bother me. There are songs I like that kind of have that like spoken narrative point, uh, point, point. Wow, listen to me talk. <laughs> Freudian slip. But anyway, uh, my biggest example of that is Thriller. I mean, yeah. like, you know, you got the song going on, but then you have Vincent Price coming in and doing like the creepy, like little uh, interlude in the middle there, which I really like. Yeah. But I don't know. Something like this, like, it just. It didn't it didn't work with me. I don't know. You're still trying to establish the story and it's just kind of like you're acting as if we've already lost you. It's like, okay, so I have to dumb it down and explain it to you now. It's like it's, eh, I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm complaining about it too much, but I didn't dig that part of it. Uh you definitely are, but uh valid. And uh yeah, I don't really have much else for uh for this one. It's it's I don't want to say it's repetitive because it does change, things are added to it and everything. But literally the only line in the song is we've got the perfect life. It's repeated, it's repeated song ends. We're having this moment now where like we're three songs and we keep having like these reverse notes. Because my my last <laughs> point is nice harmonies on the back half of the track, but it's pretty repetitive. And you said it's <laughs> yeah. not. Well, no, no, it, it is repetitive, but like things do change. But in the grand scheme, you listen to it going, OK, this is sort of it's the same idea. It's just you're it's it's the same it's the same red, but it's different shades of red. You know what I mean? I, you I look guess. at it, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is, this looks the same, but yeah. But in the, in the end, the end, I'm still staring at a red wall regardless yeah, of what yeah. shade it is. That's yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, this is not going the way that I wanted it to. No, not really. And I don't want to spoil too much, but it might not go too much further in the direction you want it to either. I, I honestly tried. But hey, I got some good things to say coming up, so don't get too disappointed. I already am disappointed, and that is just fairly routine for me. 
I mean, that is actually one of the most perfect transitions we've ever had. Damn right. There you go. I said something nice, but it's not about the album. And Song I, number four. It wasn't just a transition. I am actually pretty sad. Boy. Again, I do say some nice things coming up, though. So, right. hey, you know what? I liked Porcupine Tree. I'll say that much. All right. Well, they, they have a new album coming out. You should, or co- new album that came out. You should listen to it. I may. We, we will see. I, like I, I heard a single off of it. That's about it. <laughs> Are they like 20-minute songs? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Song number eight, Routine. What do you got? So this one uh, features Israeli musician and singer-songwriter Nanette Tayeb. She was featured, I don't want to say heavily, but a more on the following album, To the Bone. Um, I don't recall if she was on the last one, but whatever. Um I'm okay. So I'm just going to preface this with something good. Not that what I'm going to say is bad, but um, if anybody wants a good emotional cry, look up the video for this song. It is all like stop motion. I believe it's like clay and it's, it's really good. And no matter how much I know what's going to happen, I still get upset. Now, having said that completely unrelated, uh, I'm really torn on these lyrics because it's quite obvious that the scene is being set with like the descriptive tone. It's literally just like, and then this happens and then this, it's just, it's very obvious. And I don't know how I feel about it, even though it kind of makes sense in the storytelling way but it's weird in the this is a song way. No, yeah, I I get that because this song yeah. kind of had me back and forth too of moments I liked and moments I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the first bit with like piano and vocals are fine. Like, I think that sounds great. Uh, nice clean over sound overall. But I mean, once those vocals kick in, like the female vocals and everything like that, it sounds like one of those like soft music to relax to playlists on YouTube. <laughs> and the best way I can possibly describe the song at this point is spa rock. Yeah. <laughs> if that has any sort of meaning. Interesting. Where it's like, it's got a bit of rock flow, but this could probably get away if you can play it within the spa. So, I mean, yeah, that's the best way I can describe oh it. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, the second quarter of the, the track, like it had like really atmospheric and dreamy quality to it, too. I really enjoyed that part. So that was cool. I mean, it's easy to fall off the track a little bit, though, especially being like almost nine minutes long. Mm-hmm. I feel the song tried to go in too many directions with way too much time on its hands. And I think that was the biggest issue it had going for it. Yeah. So it's really hard to grab on to anything and like keep myself engaged in this song. I get that. I see it sort of dipping down in volume or in sort of intensity and then picking up with something else. It does sort of feel like two different sort of it. I I see them as the same song, but like part one, part two kind of thing where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they're connected, but they're still a little separate somehow. Um, as the song goes on with the. Uh, hold on. No, no. Again, I'm thinking of the wrong song because I have two. It's always when you have two uh, two comments that are similar and then you read one of them going, oh, yeah, it's and then you play it in your head going, no, that's not it at all. I have no idea what I meant about this one. But uh, the next one is her scream at the end is haunting and definitely feels like we're into something bad. She died. 
I think so. <laughs> and wasn't found for three years. Spoiler oh, alert. Oh, no. God. I mean, if it wasn't obvious from when we first described the album, then you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Well, it's just it, it feels like, I don't know, like a black cloud is rolling in. You're just like, oh, shit. And see, th- this is kind of the issue, though. Like, I-, I can get the story being told and it might be interesting to pay attention to. But like as a musical album, like this is why theater kids shouldn't make musical uh, musical albums. You should yeah. make music meant for the stage. And I mean, like, I get he pulls this out in his live performance, I, although I doubt he has like actors come out on stage and fucking he doesn't do that, does he? No, no, it's all oh. on this. It's all on the screen. I'm pretty sure that he just shows the actual video that I referenced on YouTube. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I started slowing down when I was talking there. Cause it's like, wait a wait. minute. I don't know this for a fact. So if he brings out actors, no, I have more things to say now. Yeah. Oh, hell no. But like, this is, I think I mentioned this to you either off camera or at the beginning of the episode. I can't remember. Regardless, I told you specifically that this song felt to me like pretentious and airy art rock art pop. Yeah. And I mean like, and then I just followed up with, Maybe that's the whole album. Maybe that's Steven Wilson. <laughs> I think it might be him. Yeah. I, well, na- now hearing this entire, look, that was the fourth, this is the fourth song. So, I mean, like I was halfway through the album when I wrote that. I can say, yes, it's definitely him. Yeah. Yeah. I I really want to stand up for him and be like, no, you got it wrong. No, I, even I think that some of the things he says or does, and I'm just kind of like, uh, Okay. <laughs> like, right. like, don't get me wrong. He's not a bad musician. Like, yeah. he, he writes good music overall, but I mean, just like some of it feels so campy to me because it feels like it's meant for theater. So, like, like that's why I don't like listen to Jesus Christ Superstar or anything, you know? Because like, it's just like that's that's written for a purpose, like yeah. for a theater production. Whereas, like, he wrote this album and then tried to envision a play to go along with it. So, like. It, it's it's bothering me at this point don't listen to the next album then maybe i won't <laughs> yeah just don't you're gonna say this again top like tenfold does it become a rock opera <laughs> it it doesn't um but a lot of people didn't like it because it's like oh it's go back to playing prog music blah blah because blah. he played like there's a lot of like three to five minute songs on it um, That's more digestible if, at the very least. If if you say campy, there's a song permeating off uh, the following album, and it's very poppy. It's very like uplifting, and the video is just him like playing the piano. Like there's other stuff to it, but the bulk of it is like him sitting there playing the piano to the song, where a bunch of like I don't really Bollywood dancers, I guess, all just dance around them. Hmm. Yeah, they're very colorful and it's a completely different vibe than whatever scariness is happening here. Well, but at the very least, it's a music video then. So it, it, it yeah. can be more of an art piece that you can like yeah. get more of an idea for looking at it. Whereas like just yeah. listening to it, it's like it, it sounds like someone brought an audio recorder to a play, yeah. recorded the play. And it's like, OK, I'm missing a lot of the context because like I'm clearly not seeing anything here. Like I could try to imagine it, but like. He yeah. clearly has a very specific thing he wants you to see. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, listening to an album like this, it's not doing it. <laughs> this hurts me. <laughs> Brutally <laughs> honest. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm. This isn't even a segue, but like... My my soul is starting to regret all this. <laughs> I was so this is more than your ninth regret. <laughs> it is. It's my eleventh. 
Fuck. Home Invasion, regret number nine, is song number five. We can move on now. These, uh, I was gonna, no, this is like the third longest song on the track. Yeah. But I can tell you this much. I do like this one a lot more. Yeah. I enjoyed this one. And my very first comment is, uh, the Stephen Wilson like degent music. The first minute felt like his small attempt at it. That prog rock style dead note chugging really felt like degent music. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but he's in Animals a lot of layers, stuff. For so example, maybe. when we were listening oh, okay. to them, just like a lot of like chugging on one like low note and everything like that, yeah. like dead note chugging. That's that's usually referred to as degent. Like Metallica can be in that too. Uh, there's there's a bunch of other bands. I can't remember them off the top of my head. Interesting. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say yes. Cool. <laughs> um. I, uh, the intro, it goes hard. Um, I, it's not like, oh my God, mind blowing, but it goes a lot harder than anything we've heard so far. And it, to me, it sounds like Morse code. I feel like it's trying to say something. Maybe it is because if he's trying to hide some messages in his, like his story, like it very well could be like, like an SOS type thing. Although yeah. I know SOS when I hear it by Morse code, it's like the only thing I know when I hear it. <laughs> it's just like simplest one. Well, yeah. Cause we, like I, we were, most of us were taught that when we were kids. And so like, it's like dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. It's like, okay, there's your SOS. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything else except SOS. <laughs> At, le- at least when you're uh, when you're filming a kidnapping video, at least you can blink Morse code, right? Unless the, like the person who kidnapped you is watching Easy. you, then it gets oh, even shit. darker. Then you that have to was... do it with, like one eye wings and it's like, oh, sorry, I have a I have a bug, I have a twitch. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, let let's not talk about that. That's scary. That's scary. Stuff. Meanwhile, the the title is Home Invasion, so we we're very much talking <laughs> about a kidnapping scenario here. Oh, that's terrifying. I, I like the song because there's so much going on at once. And I feel like every listen kind of offers a new discovery. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Uh, to be honest, I only did listen to this one once uh, mm-hmm. because like I've been very busy. So to listen to it like an 11 and a half minute song more than once is not yeah. the easiest feat. Just play it in your sleep and just let it just sort of sink right in. No, because then I'll just wake up and like write an even angry review. <laughs> It's like, I couldn't get to sleep because of this fucking album, The Review. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, there was a definitely a neat little instrumental going on like at the beginning of this track, and it was far more interesting than most of the tracks on the album so far, so I'll mm-hmm. give it that much. And I wrote that, I even had to mark it, I wrote that as of the three-minute mark in the song, too. So Dang. the fact that I got that far in, I was like, I'm still liking it so far, but I'm still here for, what, like eight more minutes. So, I mean, like, let's march right along. Yeah. Although this song has some, like, cool, like, dark, funky melodies to it, I guess, if you want to call it that. Like, that's kind of what the verse felt like. It, it definitely had, like, a funky progression, but it sounded dark. So, like, I, that's the best way I can describe it. But I feel like that choice, like, really helped bump the song for me a lot. So, like, it yeah. made it more interesting and made it more exciting to listen to. Did we find your number one? We don't have much left, so let's let's just yeah, say that. Songs. Let's say this was your number one. Um, it makes you feel safer. It it does. Uh, the keyboard solo, I found that amazing, and I just again could not get enough of the different sort of bits and parts. I mean, I I like songs that have that because my attention span is shit. Um, but I like that it changes it up. And when the keyboard solo is done, it passes it off to the guitar solo that just brings it back up. It's not like, hey, this is a solo for the sake of a solo. I feel like it it 
meets and exceeds the vibe and it's all just creepy i i always use eerie and creepy but like we just listen to a lot of creepy off-putting sounds yeah refer to daughters yeah <laughs> i like that that's good yeah, well, I mean, I did you again. though? You, you gave it like mid to high sixties in your rating. Did you really like it? Um, Redux. I, like, I I like Pearl Jam, but I did that one shittily as well. The very first one, so fair I, enough. Do it. Let's do it again. Um, my note kind of mirrors yours because, like, the, the only real note I have after that has to do with the yeah that middle solo portion. It gets kind of synthy around the six twenty five mark. Really dig that, and then like yeah, the synth solo starts. Sounds great, fantastic. Then it just melds into the guitar solo, and this is one of those things where like you're trying to tell like a narrative through instrumentals, your little theater kid mind, and it's actually working mm-hmm. uh, because it kind of like intensifies the solo that was already happening. So like you can tell something is building at that point. So <laughs> it actually works this time. It feels better. So Yay, I thought great job for that. I told Yay. you I was gonna say something nice. Yay, we found Chris's number one because I don't think he can go up any farther than it is now. I wouldn't. I'm just scrolling through my scores. I wouldn't necessarily say that. <laughs> You're like, I wouldn't. Okay. Poker face. Let's not smile too much. <laughs> All right. I'm drinking. I'm going to smile as much as I want. <laughs> Fair. Drinking on a, I'll say Monday night because that's this episode yeah. goes up Mondays. Exactly. Wink. We, we literally, we record this Monday at 3 a.m. and it goes out at 9 a.m. the very same morning. Exactly. Why it's, do you think I'm tired? It's super crazy for uh october 3rd <laughs> yeah i know right wow really yeah. pulling back the curtain on this one yeah it took forever to open my calendar to figure that out i like how we're just kind of going on now even though it's the song's 11 minutes and 30 seconds we've kind of run out of things to say about yeah, I got nothing. It, it was enjoyable though i will say that once so we will move on yes. to track number six uh, the shortest song in the album, <laughs> Transients. I literally yeah. don't really have much to say, so I'm just going to boom through it real quick. Uh, first off, it just said it was a pretty transition track. Uh, really great guitar work throughout the entire thing. And not too much to grab from it, but it's just nice to have one of these shorter tracks to land on and breathe for a bit. So I appreciated this song quite a bit for it. Uh, I like the moderate come down, although they're still booming behind the clean acoustic guitar. Um, the light vocals now... What I kind of got from this were like, I don't know if it's the vocal processing on it, but it kind of reminds me of like 60s, 70s, like folk music vocals. I don't really know how else to describe that. But yeah, no, he's English. So let's just go. um, uh, What? Tea and crumpets for Bob Dylan. Simon and Garfunkel. That's it. I was thinking uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, Um, No. But <laughs> uh, it did feel like a brush of fresh breath of fresh air until the song was winding down. And again, the I'm not sure what's happening next feeling reappeared. And that all that in less than three minutes. Yeah, two minutes and 48 seconds. See, he can tell a coherent story in less than 10 <laughs> minutes. So that's what really frustrates me. It's like he, just because you can write, you, you feel the ability to write a very long song doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. And I mean, someone really needs to teach this man a lesson. Although you said <laughs> in the next album, apparently like there's like three to four minute tracks. I yeah. dig it. That's digestible. Yeah, but again, shorter. I do like long jams. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, like make them mean something. Cause like, yeah. I'll even think of like, 
the longest song that I really love off the top of my head that I can relate to a band like this would be like the song Xanadu by Rush. Yeah. Now that song is I just constantly moving and it's so exciting. There's just, there's a lot to take in. Like, God, I'll, I'll talk about that fucking song all day. Uh-huh. But I mean, like, j- just wooden blocks. So I love that song. Just, just comparing, because that song's like nearly 12 minutes long, but I never tire of it. Like, I could sit through all 12 minutes and be like, I'm going to listen to that again. Yeah. So, I mean, Farewell to Kings is just a great album, but Xanadu is just the excellent topper, like at the very end of the album. Yeah. Okay. That. I feel like that's the most uh, relatable and agreeable thing that you've said so far, because I definitely like that one. For hey, sure. if, if uh, anyone wants us to pull back the curtain just a little further, uh, fun fact, Farewell to the Kings was actually supposed to be the very first album we've ever done on this show. But yeah. then we, th- I, I can't remember what the decision making process was, but we're just like, let's start with an anniversary album because it might get more views. Yeah. And we still haven't done Farewell to the Kings. <laughs> whoops <laughs> it'll it'll fit in there somehow someday but yeah, yeah. It, it was supposed to be episode one yeah because yeah. that was the first thing we discussed when we were like still formulating the podcast yeah the, it started out as an idea to just rate rush albums and then it was like well after we reach the end what do we do and live albums here Magic we are yeah, here we are now <laughs> different stages all three discs. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. I was going to say we'll do live albums, but then I realized we're not going to do live albums. There's no reason to <laughs> review a live album. Do you, do you hear that wrong note? Oh, that's where he dropped the pick. <laughs> but he picked back up so well. I laugh because it's funny, but I hate you for that. I know, right? Hi. Well, I don't think there's ever a point where you've liked me in the last 52 episodes. So that's fine. I'm used to it I by now. I can take the abuse. Just like you. So song number seven, Ancestral. Ah. I don't want to hear your feelings about it. Let's just keep continuing. Okay, well, here's my feelings about this. It's a flute. Yeah. Whole ass flute. <laughs> I had to look that up because live, it's just, there's five of them. There's keyboards. I just assume every crazy sound comes out of those keyboards or programmed so I had to look the to flute actually is such a crazy see, sound. Yeah, well, it is. It's wild. But I don't see anyone playing the flute, um, at least live. So looking it up, yeah, that's actually, there's a bunch of stuff. There's like a choir and like, I don't know, strings and shit. Yeah. I, I feel like the strings were surprising to me. So either they're like, uh, they're like modified some way or they're really buried under there to just amp like uh, sort of fluff up the sound. But regardless, it's a flute. I was down. I liked it. Kind of felt like I was listening to Jethro Tull for a minute there. I but was about it, to mention Jethro ended. Tull, Ian Anderson with his fucking yeah, flute. Yeah, and then it ended. Like, it wasn't a lot, but it was, like, enough. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, that that much about, but it wasn't, like, that bad or anything like that. Um, one of the things I really did dig in this song was, like, the uh, like the trip-hop style drum beat that was, like, going through since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, it really reminds me of, like, a mix of either, like, the entire, not just the drum beat, but just, like, the entire, like, first minute or so of the song, or maybe even a couple minutes, I can't remember, because... Again, this is 13 minutes and 30 seconds, so I don't remember. I didn't timestamp anything, so I'm, I'm going yeah. by memory alone here of listening to it once for the first time. Yeah, uh, I think it was like the first couple minutes or something like that. The the opening just kind of reminds me of a mix of like Massive Attack, Sneaker Pimps, and IMX. It's okay if you don't know who that is. <laughs> they're all trip hop bands, and they're all fucking amazing. Cool. Uh, but yeah, like that's what that reminded me of, and the fact that I like those bands should uh, say a lot for how I feel about the song at the very least. Yay. Um. 
there was a there's kind of a pickup that happened in the song around the three minute and thirty second part mark. And like it felt appropriate to me. I, I thought it was good to actually kind of have that there. So it's nice that it was. And like the following minute or two also felt like an appropriate time to wind down as well. So so far the song was on track. I was like, okay, for a 13 minute and 30 second song, the fact that you're kind of like pushing this together properly is great, but like how long could you possibly keep this up for? And the answer is 15, five minutes and 15 seconds. Oh no, that's not even halfway. Nope. Uh -oh. It would have been great. This would have been, this probably would have been the number one if the song ended at 5.15. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like let you take over there because I do have more notes on it, but just like, oh. I, it was going so good. And the fact that it's like, five minutes and 15 seconds of like any other artist, like that is a full ass song, if not more. So I mean, yeah. like, he had it like it was there in your hands and then you're just like no you know what this sunday needs more chocolate syrup starts dripping over the bowl and shit it's just like huh i forgot the banana splash oh my god it's like it's like those just using that uh that analogy it's like watching those videos uh i'll watch like youtube shorts or whatever and someone's making like a sunday but the first thing they do is they cover the outside of the cup with chocolate syrup and then roll it in like graham crumbs and i'm like how the fuck are you supposed to eat it off the outside of the cup get this creative makes, this makes no sense but then they fill it with everything like this milkshake and then they put a whole piece of pie on top and i feel like that's where you're going with this where it's just it's yeah, sure, I like milkshakes, but do I really like milkshakes that you're, much? You're attempting to overindulge when the first bit of it would have been fine. Would have been fine. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I didn't make note of it, so clearly I didn't notice too much. Maybe it's just the, uh, I've listened to this frequently for the last seven years. So, I mean, it's a lot more than your first introduction to his solo stuff. Uh, well, at least this. Um I found that the second part really starts off pretty ominously with like the sort of uh, pounding bass drum that kind of feels like a heartbeat. I was off-putting. Um, I This isn't this song in particular, but it is just sort of an overarching thing for the whole thing. So, you know, we only have one song left. Um, huge kudos on getting so many good musicians together, regardless of what they played um, or like the songs that were written, just the execution was done well. Um, I really liked it. And uh, I, I just, there's just so many layers that I can't even pick out any of them to describe or say like, oh, I really like this because I might hear it, but you might hear the seven layers on top of it or under it or whatnot. So it's just, it's, it's like a what is it? It's like a trifle where it's just layers on layers on layers yeah, on layers, yeah. and then yeah, it's it's wild and sometimes it's a lot, but other times it's it's just enough. And like I, I'll agree with you on that too because like realistically, again, everything does sound good, and I mean, the production is great. The composition you can tell that it, like a lot of time and care went into it. Like it's mm -hmm. uh, it is very lush when you really like break it down and everything. That's like a good that. word, yeah. So I I don't want to discredit that no matter how I feel about this album moving forward or like whatever yeah. my score ends up being, because like there is a lot to appreciate behind behind the scenes. But when you're just talk telling me to like my personal thoughts on this song as I'm hearing it, like you're kind of gonna get it, but. Yeah, like, if I was to listen to this again, like, <clears throat> I would find more that I actually like about it. Yeah. Uh, but just, again, initial listen, I'm just kind of breaking down as I hear it. I can still appreciate things, but still 
find things to complain about at the same time. Sometimes just listening to it once is a good thing. Like there's definitely that market for those YouTube videos where it's like first reaction or like blind reaction to this or whatever. And it's, I feel like it's your most honest because you're not listening to it going like, oh, well, maybe I do like it. You're just like, you know what? This is what I think of it the first time. And I've done that with a couple that have, I haven't scored fairly highly, but listening to them more and more, I'm like, okay, I've learned to appreciate this or I understand where they're coming from. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the best part about that is we can classify ourselves as a reaction channel if we really wanted to, because <laughs> we're literally yeah, reacting yeah. to an entire album song by song by song. Yeah, and yeah. actually, uh, again, unveiling that curtain a little bit, fourth wall happening here. Oh boy. Uh, in our YouTube analytics, when it comes to like search terms that seem to be most popular and like whether we have them in our tags or not, yeah, it, it's always like the band name and then reaction tends to be where a lot of the traffic comes from. So again, you know those reaction videos are doing well. So I don't yeah, mind calling yeah. this a reaction channel or reaction podcast, I guess. Cool. I don't know about like Spotify and Apple because they don't go that in depth with it, unfortunately. So they just kind of give you certain numbers and that's it. Yeah. Hard yeah. to know what the people in audio land are doing out there. You get three thumbs up. You're like, out of what? Is that good? I don't know. They is it a third us- disjointed <laughs> thumb coming out of your hand? What's going on here? You're like, yeah, it's. they haven't kicked us off the platform, so we. Should, I guess we're doing okay. We're still winning. Exactly. Um, yes, yeah, so going on about the song, though, because, again, 13 and a half minutes. Yes. Um, so I did kind of leave off on a note there saying, like, 5.15 would have been the best time to end the song. Yes. Because beyond the middle, I feel like the song got more and more unnecessary as it went. Mm-hmm. Like, again, not that necessarily sounds bad, but just none of it really needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Just overextending the story because, again, he feels like he could. I swear to God, Stephen Wilson writes like he, his life is the movie Speed, where if he stops writing a song for <laughs> any, at any given moment, he will explode. Yeah. So I think so. I, I think he needs help. Yeah. <laughs> and like that, that's fine. We all need help, Stephen. Go ahead and get yours because you do not have to consistently write 10 plus minute songs to tell a story. With transients, you did it in two minutes and 48 seconds, and I, I liked it. So you can do it. I promise you can actually do it. Um, I do appreciate, like, the jazzy prog rock things that were kind of going on all over the place on this track. It was fun. But that doesn't mean the song needs to be this long, though. I I have nothing uh, for or against that argument, uh, aside from sometimes I had to keep checking to see if the same song was on. That too, yeah, because again, it, well, like I said in an earlier track, like it kind of goes in many different directions with too much time on its hands. Yeah. So it, it's not that you have to stay the same the entire way through, but like, I don't know, it, it just it feels like it, it goes somewhere, it never gets too comfortable, and then goes again. It's just like you need to find something to really build off of, and it, it feels like a lot of these tracks don't really build off of much. It just kind of keeps trying something else. Okay. It's, it's, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to listen to it again. Maybe this really doesn't make sense in the end, but I yeah. just, that's the impression I was getting. I, I definitely understand. And um, I really hope that we are on a uh, opinion upswing for this last track. You sure hope ha- that happy returns, huh? <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Well, at least positive reviews, I guess. Song number eight, the final song <laughs> oh, on the album, another two quarters, I think. Happy return slash ascendant here on dot dot dot. Listen, you pretentious asshole, just finish the title. 
I docked five points just for the title. Oh my god! <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my god! Yes, I can. I definitely can. But I didn't. I I would though if I was that much of a dick. I got this close. Oh my god! I feel like well, I can imagine after the last song, you were just not in a good mood. Um, I find this definitely an album and story ender. Like it actually comes down. Yeah. Uh, I, I do agree with that because like it is like a, it's a quieter ending too. So not that there's like a lot of intensity in this album, but just having it end this way, you can feel the resolution in it. And again, not following the lyrics too heavy or anything like that. Um, you can still tell that we're at some sort of ending. Like I'm assuming that, that by this point, the body was found, mm-hmm. but and like, it's already been way too long because it's been three whole last years. So, I mean, like you're just looking at a weird black skeleton at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of the lyrics, this is where that little, little note okay. comes in here. Because my the line, I feel like I'm living in parentheses. What the hell does that mean? Like, any analogy does not justify any answer. That is one of the dumbest things I've heard on, <laughs> like, in a while on an album. I feel like I'm living in parentheses. Like, shut up. Oh, my God. That's not <laughs> even a clever line. I got nothing. I got nothing for that. Yeah. I've always heard that and just never thought about it. I literally paused the song. I was like, no, 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 stop. What does that mean? Did you Google it? I, I, did, I was too frustrated, so I didn't. Yeah. But just because I, I, that's when I thought to myself, though, that like there was no justification for that line to mean anything important. It's just like, do you think that you're like an afterthought? Like you're, you're like a quote in a newspaper and obituary. Like what exactly does it mean? In the end, I don't care. It's a dumb line. You should have thought of writing something else. Yeah. Again, didn't dox a score because of that. But at the same time. I kind of wish you did. <laughs> oh, man. What the hell? <laughs> I hate it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely have heard it. Never really gave much mind to it. But now it's probably going to kill me every time I hear it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my I, it's not really a gripe, I guess. But how the album started with the the kids outside and everything, I kind of wish that the album ended the same way. I don't know what kind of visual that would have given where it's like, the kids are playing outside. They don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. You hear them through the window. All this stuff happens. And then like the kids are still outside playing. I don't know if that fits with anything, but having the album sort of end just quietly on its own, kind of like, I don't know. It doesn't really give much point to the beginning of the album. You know what I mean? There's no The kids way. got called inside and got off my damn one. Yeah, so. like, I don't know. It didn't really feel like there was any sort of, like, why are they there, I guess? Maybe it's supposed to symbolize, like, time moving on and, like, we finally got the resolution that we needed type thing. I don't know, because, like, it, 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 it felt like time passing to me because, yeah, the kids aren't there anymore, so, like... It, that's the best way they can besides if they if put in the sound of a ticking clock i'd be, been even angrier yeah so i'm like i kind of like yeah. so the, the fact that the kids are gone puts a better visual in my head of time passing is like it could be like days or weeks or a year ahead it's just a whole different day at that point yeah and so that's why it's like sounds so different and that's it's just zooming out of the window that we've originally zoomed in on type thing interesting uh yeah still hated it uh I honestly don't really have much to say about this one musically. Um, now, despite all of the uh, the things you've said, 
Um, do you ever watch like movies or something that like touches you in a way that makes you think like, I am better for having seen this or it like motivates you in some way. And like, that's how I feel about this album as a whole. Like it's not, it's not a throwaway album to me where I'm like, Oh, I heard it, you know, put it away and I'll listen to individual tracks. I tend to listen. Well, with the exception of one or two songs, I tend to listen to this entire thing, like as a whole as an entire album. And I always walk away going, human, humans are cool. Like they, like just sometimes when I see something like artistically or creative that I could never fathom doing, I am in awe of it forever. Suppose, yeah. And it's just, I, I feel like albums like this, I don't know whether it is the nostalgia or the personal connection that I do have with it. Um, but it's just every time I hear it, I'm kind of like, huh, someone thought of all of these parts, all of this stuff came from just one one person with, I would assume other input, but I don't know how much input counts to be called a songwriter along with, you know, the primary songwriter. But it's, I don't know, it's all just wild to me and I'm always in awe of what people can do. And I like well, this. I mean, if if you want my like direct comparison, please refer back to episode seventeen for Cynic's uh, kindly bent to free us. Yeah, because uh, like as we got to the last couple of tracks of that album, which was also like eight songs long. So hey, look at that comparison. Uh, I mentioned how like emotionally touched I was by the end, yeah. and just like kind of the journey we went on, and how the, especially the last song, "Endlessly Bountiful," made me feel, and everything like that. It's like what I could visualize out of it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I see where you're coming from. Not that I think humans are cool because, yeah. I don't know, uh, call me a pessimist because I often don't think that. I I do. And I don't know if it's just my constant existential crisis, crises. Um, but it's like, like a, th this calendar, someone thought of that. This computer that I'm talking to you on, someone thought of this, like, all of this stuff is just all man-made and someone just thought of it. So everything you've, you've like ingested uh, as media, someone sat there and went, yeah, I'm going to do this. So anytime I listen to like music that sort of touches me in some way, I just think like how wild it is that a human being sat there and went, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then actually followed through because i've fallen asleep with some songs in my head going yeah i'll remember that in the more fuck that i'm never gonna remember this and they're all good songs too but i'll never ever remember that yeah and i mean i i can agree with that too because yeah like there are obviously great people in the world people have done fantastic things and like yeah. even on smaller scale have done great things but like Maybe it's just me, but maybe it's what I see. Although I try to like, you know, even like digitally, like my algorithms and media, I try to keep them full of like shit posts and memes because I, do, I just can't take the bullshit of the world. So yeah. I just, I, I want the most fucked up view of it just so I can laugh. But like every, for every like one good thing I see, I see four terrible things type thing. So my uh, ratio is so fucking out of balance. And it's like, that's yeah. why, like, I believe there's good in the world. I believe there's good people in the world and good can be done. But goddamn, is it not overshadowed by like the worst things? 
Yeah, that's true. Because like someone invented guns and stuff. So and someone's literally walking down a street right now, planning to stab a random person for no yeah. fucking reason at all. And that is Stephen Wilson's Hand Kanadi Race. So thank you very much for joining us for this episode. We sure hope that you liked what you heard today. We hope that you listened to the album. So make sure you let us know down in the comments below what you thought of this album, because we are certainly curious to know your opinions on it, yes. as you are with every album that we do. So please, again, be part of that community. Let us know what you thought about Stephen Wilson's Hand Kanadi Race. Woo! I'm going to say the hand that feeds, but that's a Nine Inch Nails song. <laughs> it is. Oh, my, one day, uh, like... There's so many Nine Inch Nails albums to do. What with Teeth will be one of them eventually. I don't know. I think that's the first one that I actually heard, but I don't even recall if I heard the whole album. I mean, it was a pretty big commercial album because of songs like Hand That Feeds Only and everything. Uh, like that. Only was the one that I saw. The David uh, the Fincher music, music video. The music yeah. video. And I was like, I love this. And I still like the song a lot. Because David Fincher is badass and he's a fantastic director. And so yeah. he made it look really cool. I like that. But that is Nine Inch Nails. This is Stephen Wilson. And we still got some reviewing technically to do now because yes. now we have to start ranking the song. So I guess we'll just jump into that now. So above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers. Not that many this time. 16 overall, 8 apiece. That's a lot easier in editing. I love these episodes. <laughs> a lot uh, less work to do. I, I don't know if I'm going to love this episode. I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to match two. Um, I know that that is a pretty large proportion of the songs that we have, but um, uh, a, a little part of me is, is worried it's going to be one-offs. Where my number six will be your number five. Your number five will be my number four. And Yeah. yeah. I, well, I straight up said zero uh, yeah. because uh, just I'm going by the trend of how fucking awful we are so far. <laughs> since how season. we get four? Watch that. <laughs> well, the thing is, Daughters was nine songs and that yeah. we got four. The Eagles is the record on our show. Yeah. Four out of eight songs were matched. So 50% of the album matched. Yeah. Including, it was number one tracks too. So Victim yeah. of Love, there you go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Best song in the album without a doubt yeah. um so i said zero just because uh, i don't have faith anymore i yeah. i am more than happy to be proven wrong so let's see if that okay. happens now okay. so let's get this started uh song number eight title track hand cannot erase i hate you so much it's transients i knew that hand cannot erase was gonna be like higher up for you too Aye. transients okay song number seven perfect life First regret slash three years older. First regret, regret, regret. Song number six, Happy Returns. Oh my God, we got one. We actually did, holy shit. Yeah, all right, Fantastic. we just need one more. I'll just take the one at this point. Whatever. Yeah, fuck it, why not? Song number five, Ancestral. Routine. Routine, rootin' tootin'. Song number four, First Regret. Perfect life. Well, I know that our number ones won't match. I have, a, I just have this, this feel. Maybe I don't know. I got a question mark there, but I doubt it. Song number three, routine. Ancestral. They're close to one off. Uh, okay. Song number two, transients. Our number ones match. It's wow. hand cannot erase. So hand cannot erase is number two. Which means, what's number one? Home Invasion! I can't recall the last time we had a matching number one. I can't recall the last time I was ever correct! Yeah, you actually did nail it, yeah. I'll give you that much. Hell and my yeah. number one was a question mark, yeah! Woo! Uh, let's see here, what other one did we match there? Happy Returns. 
I had a question mark and then I put an X. But the thing <laughs> is, fuck it, it's correct. So he, there's two check marks. Wow, two. We're going to get excited and have zeros for the next four episodes. So it's fine. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Out of an eight-track album, we got we got 25% correct. That's great. That's better than it's been in Zero. a very long time. <laughs> yeah, right. I th- then we, we matched on the, the last one we've matched up to this date was Faith No More, episode 49. We, there was Midnight yeah. Cowboy. Yeah. And then prior, <laughs> that was prior to that, we hadn't matched in season two. Yeah. And I can't God. even remember when. God damn. Well, I'm very pleased with that. Um, the way you were talking about Home Invasion, I was like, this is definitely his number one. Yeah. I mean, and well, and I so thought obvious. that you would, I thought that you'd think, oh, Hand Cannot Erase is her number one. So I was like, listening to you talk about Home Invasion, I was like, trying not to smile, but my poker face is just shit. I thought you like yeah it is but I thought you were actually just excited because like you were really confident in being it being the number one yeah oh I was the home invasion <laughs> slash regret number nine is our number one song we got two matches excellent so now let's see uh this is the part where I don't think we're gonna match that oh well. hell no it's our album rating so oh, let's just go man. ahead transition screen and find out how bad this album <laughs> is <laughs> whoosh <laughs> Alrighty then, the album rating screen, hurrah, hurrah, I guess. Uh, look at all, all the albums we got, including the B-tiers. And if you focus in on the B-tier, you'll see what we did last week, the anniversary album of Alison Chain's Dirt turned 30. And apparently we liked it enough to put it in the B-tier, just like the vast majority of the albums on the Yay! show. Yay! I don't see this time being any different. Oh, uh, you don't think that he can keep up with uh, Deadwing, which is also in the B-tier? <sighs> I... <sighs> I don't know. I don't trust your judgment. <laughs> I feel like like I could rate this like an A plus and then it somehow would find its way down to a B minus or a C plus. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to have to go first. And so I'm going to have to like break the news to you here. Um, I don't know how you're going to feel about being correct. Uh, not. I... Uh, wasn't hot on this album. Hell, Home Invasion only got an 8.5 out of me. Okay. So all overall, I gave this album a 63.12%. Still better than Dream Theater. <laughs> 63.12% is where I put it. So it's down in the C- minus for me. Oh my god. I seriously want... I'm deceased Oof. right now. Um, uh, you're all like, Santa, you're so hard on these albums and you rate them like shit. So I rated this one because I like it. Uh, 84.13. And you did not pull through at all. Ouch. This is yeah. not 84.13. It not is, even close. Yeah, well, it isn't for your broken ears. Thank you for putting another album in the B tier, by the way. Oh, yeah, because that was my fault. But, I, was, I was trying to drag it up to A, I swear to God. Where's Porcupine Tree? Tell me before I tell the score. Oh, my God. I know God. you got the, the sheet in front of you there. And uh, again, we can't see the album screen in front of us. We don't have it, so oh, that's why I'm ha- asking. Like, Porcupine Tree, the score was 70.55. Well, then, this album appeared higher than Porcupine Tree with a grand total okay. of 73.62%. Seven, C, B minus oh, tier. Fuck. 73.62? Yes. TV on the radio was 73.63. Ooh. So it is it is better than U2, but one micro notch below TV on the radio. 
Oh, fuck me, another B tier album. Okay, fine. Oh, and whose fault's that? That you. is all you, sir. There was no song in this album that could justify an 84.13, damn it. Well, put a bullet in my fucking skull, the B tier again. B for bullet in my skull. That's right. <laughs> Stephen Wilson in the B minus tier, 73.62%. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I just mentioned uh, before we transition back to this screen here, I mentioned Savannah. This is now this has broken a record. It's now the most divisive album we have on the show. Previously, it was the Chili Peppers with like twenty percent, and now this one's like twenty one percent. So this one actually broke not percent but like points off type thing. So yeah. the most divisive album we have on the show is now Stephen Wilson's Ankenati Race. Well, that's okay because in a couple seasons from now, I'll I'll let the I'll let the the anger kind of simmer, and then we'll bring up another Stephen Wilson album. We'll see where we go from there. I'm just gonna bring up an album from the Locust and just make you fucking miserable. Whatever that is, go ahead. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of fun. That's fine. Probably not. The way you say it, probably not. Uh, if you didn't like some of the songs I gave you on the mixtape episode, I can guarantee yeah. you'll hate the Locust. Oh God, is it all just gonna sound like? It's noisy and chaotic as fuck, nonstop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Oh God. But I anyways, oh, mm. oh no 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 no! Continue. Just another smartass comment. Oh, and I was going to give you the opportunity to say, but now I won't. Anyways, ah. we are at the end where I can cut off Savannah. So hey, thank you very much for watching this episode, and thank you very much for ranking your songs and rating the record with us. And be sure to let us know. Whereabouts you probably fall in between for, for our scores. Tell us where your scores are. How did you rank the songs? How did you rate the record? Please let us know down in the comments below of wherever you may be listening because there's comment sections everywhere. Let us yeah. know over on social media at Rate the Record Podcast. There you go. It's uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever they, you see a post about this, you can go ahead and let us know over there too. All that found on ratetherecord.ca. Please let Chris know how wrong he is. And if you don't think he's wrong, well, this just might not be the show for you then. May I remind our wonderful, awesome viewers that Savannah did not like Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Just saying. Can I remind Chris that it sucked? She's, you're disproving my point. <laughs> So now that you've uh, really stabbed yourself in the back there, I can also say if you do want to financially support the show and you want to watch us banter and bicker more about how we feel about a certain album, you can always donate to the show, Kofi.com slash rate the record, completely optional, but there is some perks in it for you. Please go check it out. Again, also found on ratetherecord.ca. So there's a whole bunch of things for you to do besides just letting us know what you think about the record. If Anthony Kiedis didn't sound like shit, the Chili Peppers would be better. That's it. And I I'm not arguing that it. point. He's not the greatest stand singer in the world. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that. And I think a lot, a lot of even it. a lot of Chili Peppers fans will tell you that. Yeah. Well, then there you go. I'm correct. Although you like, day, you like his I'm singing correct. voice. You don't like his rapping. Well, is, just a lot of it's annoying. But yes, his singing voice is fine. Well, anyways, I guess uh, we'll have to continue this fight off screen. <laughs> but we will. Before we let you go, we do like to give you like a little sneak preview of what you could expect next week on the show so that we can come back, hang out with us again, and listen to more music. Uh, first off, after next week, we are taking a week off. So next week's like just – it's one week off only. It's not yeah. like an entire season break. Just, you know, mental refresh for one moment and let's get caught up on things. Yes. So, yes, come back next week. Uh, it'll be like one episode and then mid-season break and then the rest of season three, which won't be as long as season two, I promise you. Oh, my God, it's not 27 <laughs> episodes long. This is going to be like 
like 16 to 18 max. Cool. So it's much more tolerable. But as for the band next week, uh, we have another band that's returning to the show, actually, because that seems to be a theme lately of uh, a lot of bands coming back or artists in this case. One member of this band is different from the last time we covered, and it actually made quite a difference musically. Hmm. I... Haven't you said Weezer yet? Because I don't know enough about Weezer. Neither do I. <laughs> but I, I do know that I think in their music videos, I think it's their bassist or their drum basses or guitarist always changes. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they just interchange know. with each other. Interesting. I'll have to wait till next week to find this out. Yeah, you'll walk in. It's like, I haven't even done the review. Who are we doing this week? <laughs> so what's going on? Yeah. All righty then. Well, in the meantime, go ahead and listen to some music like Stephen like Wilson's record. Like this uh, one. I didn't say awesome music. I just said go listen to some music. Plus it doesn't matter. Awesome music like this Please one. Please let us. Th this is one of those episodes where I really want to know people's opinions because we're so divisive on it that I'm super curious to know where people sit. Porcupine Tree was better. Deadwing was better. Facts. Um, anyways, yes. Let us know what you thought about this album. Go listen to some music. And until then, we'll see you next time. So take care, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs> Frankenstein over here. <laughs>